millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode of Conversations on Dance is generously supported by Yumiko. Yumiko just launched their brand new Multicolor Plus collection. Now there truly are unlimited ways to customize your leotards to express your unique style. The plus in the new Multicolor Plus collection is the additional and multiple fabrics and colors used for every individual strap, trimming, and panel of the leotards in this collection. Pieces feature intricate designs that can include two different colors within the same panel, alternating velvet and nylon trims on different sides of the body, as well as multiple fabrics and colors on straps and necklines. Check out all the ways that you can customize the new Multicolor Plus collection now by clicking over to yumiko.com or visiting their New York City flagship boutique. Before we get started today, we want to announce that we have just launched a Conversations on Dance Facebook group. Join now by searching Conversations on Dance, Friends of the Pod, to connect with other listeners, post your thoughts about episodes, ask us questions, request guests, and much more. Join today and become a friend of the pod. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden, and you're listening to Conversations on Dance. This week, we are joined by Tegan Rich, a dancer with Festival Ballet Providence, who is currently recovering from a full rupture of her Achilles tendon. Originally from Stewart, Florida, she began her training at the Dance Academy of Stewart, and as a teenager, she later moved to Miami to train with the Miami City Ballet School. When she was 19, she went on to join Festival Ballet Providence in Providence, Rhode Island. Now in her eighth year with the company, she has danced a broad repertoire of core and principal roles in ballets by George Balanchine, Yuri Yanowski, Viktor Plotnikov, and Christopher Wielden. Today we talk with Tegan about her journey through Miami City Ballet School, her path to Festival Ballet Providence, her struggles with an eating disorder, and how she's recovering from a recent full rupture of her Achilles tendon. This is very exciting because normally when we do podcast recordings, I feel like I'm in Florida and 
Michael's in New York with someone fierce. But today I get to be with someone fierce in Stewart, Florida. (laughs) And we're really excited. We're so happy to have you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right. So we're just going to get started. We want to hear a lot about your career and some of the things you've had to deal with. But first, we just want to talk about your dancing and how you got started with ballet and then how you ended up at Miami City Ballet. Oh boy. Um, I started dancing like most of us um, at like three or four um, in Stewart, where we are. Um, Hometown. Hometown, that's right. Um, (laughs) And then in high school, my teacher told me that, you know, she couldn't do anything more with me and that I needed to go get better training somewhere else. So she recommended Miami City. And so um, I started, my mom and I started driving down every Saturday, which was like four hours there and back um, to take class. And then I went for the summer program. And then the year came, like the school year came, my sophomore year of high school, and we just moved down full time so I could train wow. in the school. Your family moved with you? Just my mom. Um, just your mom. Wow. Yes. Yeah. My dad, my That's brother. That's a big commitment. That's amazing that your mom knew that that was that important to you to. Yes, I'm so grateful. My parents have always been very supportive, um, so I never had to, like, worry about whether or not they were, you know, behind me. Um, But, you know, they did require that I finish high school, so the whole time I was in Miami, they were always asking me to join the advanced program, which would have made me, like, do online schooling, and my parents were very, very adamant about finishing high school, which I'm grateful for. Um, So I did that, and then um, it was a lot. It was a lot of training. I Russian teachers for a while and then she went away and then it became very balancing uh-huh. and um it was great though I loved it and Michael she did the vintage um beach high situation Ooh. I sure did I had an internship quote unquote at beach high so I got to leave early every day um, so how did that work that's like the normal high school or the like uh, public school high school that's on Miami Beach so how does how did that system work do they have it anymore I don't know. Um, my sophomore year, I went every, I went full day. Uh-huh. And then junior and senior year, I left at like 1250 uh-huh. and class didn't start till four. So I had time to, you know, like do my homework on the beach. Uh-huh. It was, it was yeah. a hard life. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we danced every, we danced four and a half hours every night, which is a lot when you're 16 and oh, you yeah. have like, I was taking like six AP classes at a time. Wow. It was just, yeah, it was a lot. Um, and then by the end of my time at when I was graduating high school, I was like a little fed up with just the politics of the school. And so I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to college. I, I don't know. I don't want to dance. And or like I want to I don't know. I wanted to change a pace. So I went to Fordham and Ailey in New York. Uh-huh. And um, I was there and I was in like the highest level point class. And these girls in my point class were like, oh, my gosh, I haven't worn point shoes in like two years. This is crazy. And I was like, <laughs> ah. I was wearing point shoes four and a half hours every day after school. <laughs> um, and so I lasted a semester and I was like, mom, dad, I really want to do ballet. And um, so I dropped out of college and I went back to Miami and for the rest of that year, and I was dancing just like in the advanced program there. And then I auditioned um, and I got offered a free, uh, like a scholarship at Festival Ballet Providence's summer intensive, like with hopes of becoming a trainee. And then after the summer, I got hired as a trainee, and I've been there ever since. Love that. <laughs> Eight years later. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a lot to take in. I mean, were there points in that where, I mean, were you second-guess any of that, those decisions? Because that seems like you were making some pretty bold choices um, in 
every which direction. Yeah, it's just, it was hard because I was always, like in high school, they ask you what you're going to do, like what are you going to study, what are you going to major in college, and I never answered those questions because I was like, oh, I'm just going to do ballet, I'm going to be a ballet dancer. Yeah. And every year, like every showcase, I was always, I always had the lead, I was always in the front, and so I was sort of assuming that I was liked. Right. And um, I was liked by my teachers. And I don't know, I think I was sort of like had this false sense of hope that I would get like at least an apprenticeship for a year with the company because mm-hmm. it's sort of like every other person that I was lined up with did that same thing yeah. and it never <laughs> happened for me. And um, so I was just feeling a little deflated by all of it. This is another yeah. theme that we end up finding all the time that everybody's like first choice company doesn't always work out, but no. it's okay because you end up in the right place. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, where I am, like at festival now, I love it. I mean, it's my family. Yeah, I'm, it's great, and it's like totally changed my technique, and it's much more Russian, which is was an adjustment at first for sure. But like, I'm so much stronger than I was. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, mm-hmm. I'm just older, and I've been dancing for longer. Sure. But mm-hmm. it is really like I think about what I used to, how I used to just like start my plies versus how I do now, and it's <laughs> it's a different world, whole different thing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what interested you uh, about the company that you're dancing for now? Like why, why um, were you That's a good question. pursuing that? Especially since you are saying it was a, a change from what you had um, thought maybe you would be dancing. Oh like. yeah. A huge change. When I was like 16, I was like ABT, city ballet, Miami city, like Houston or bust. Like, right. all, like <laughs> that's it. And you know, then you grow up and you're like, Oh wait, I guess, you know, things change and that does you know your dreams don't work out the way that you necessarily intended them to but um if you guys remember alexandra colton Mm -hmm. she was Mm -hmm. my teacher in miami for like when i first got there she actually danced with festival a lot um Uh so i knew about it from her and then also she had hooked me up with this massage therapist in miami and he danced with festival for a long time so i just sort of knew the name from both of them and um when I was applying to colleges, we went to look at Brown and I just like mm-hmm. took class with festival while I was there. And they were, and I, I mean, not when in hopes of joining the company, like just to take a ballet class sure. and right. they were interested in me then. And so then when I saw their audition was coming to Orlando, I was like, I'll just oh, go. But that's nice. See, it's also important. Cause I think along these same lines of like your first choice doesn't always end up everyone's first choice are one of those big companies right, of right? Course, yeah yeah but there are so many gems that right. maybe you just don't know of yet so it's, and that's the thing is those are especially when you're just starting out and you're younger like those are the only ones you know about right unless right. you're like local and you go to see your local professional company sure. exactly but you know my local company was miami right so so yeah that was exactly the one you were thinking of right so what was it about the rep of that company? Did you know much about? Because they do quite a bit of balancing, but also contemporary things as well. Yeah, I kind didn't. Surprised you? Oh, right? I was like, yeah, I was nineteen at the time, so I didn't. I was more like, woohoo, someone wants to hire me. Um, <laughs> so, and the rep was so much more classical back then. It's gotten, in my opinion, it's gotten a lot better. We've done, um, but they were doing, they were doing like Apollo and Chai Paw my first year when I got there, and like obviously I wasn't going to do it. Right. Um, but yeah, I think we did. Swan Lake. I mean, I've done I've done classics, which I would have. I've done Swan Lake. I've done um, Saving Beauty. This would be my third time doing Giselle this year. Uh, nope, not Giselle. Mm-hmm. Swan Lake. Swan Lake. <laughs> <laughs> but I somehow I managed to get myself out of that. Um, you sure did. More to come on that. <laughs> yes. M- more to come. Yeah. Right. Oh, I, I well, 
I missed. Uh, well, I mean, now you're saying it's the Swan Lake, but I also I've been lucky enough to to skip out on a full length myself as well. It happens. Rebecca, <laughs> Rebecca did it all wrong. She she went through the like the pain and the tears during the full length. That's true commitment. That's true grit, Rebecca. I should have gone the other way, like finished after something fierce, but instead I just was like, Willie and out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't know. I mean, I get the feeling that you guys, well, I guess when you do so much balancing work and like you're so used to being a balancing core dancer and then you mm-hmm. go to the classics and you're like, wait, really? I just have to stand on stage. Like by the end of Sleeping Beauty, I was like, if I have to watch another Aurora wedding pa <laughs> on stage and pretend like I like it, I'm going to go crazy. Yeah, totally. Um, but I don't know. I do, especially because our company's smaller. There's only 25 of us. So like when you do right. Swan Lake, you do all four acts. Mm-hmm. So it's, right. it's exhausting and it's not boring because you're busy the busy. entire time, yeah. which is mm-hmm. fun. And, and, it, and it's hard. And like Sleeping Beauty, you're in all four acts too. So right. I don't know. Yeah. that No, that makes a big difference because that's yeah. for, you know, that's definitely not the way it is for Right. Us. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. I know. This is actually my first year of Nutcracker that Sorry. I didn't have to do core. No. Yeah. Core parts. So I just did like soloist and yeah, principal girl. parts. And I was like, wow, mm. second act is kind of boring. <laughs> it's really long. <laughs> it's true. Do you guys have ranks at your company? Or? Um, No, not really. We have um, trainees and apprentices and then just the company. Everybody and else. like it's sort of not really – it's not like not unofficially ranked, but there's Probably definitely like, right. senior. Yeah. yeah. That, that's how it ends up naturally, of course. But at the same time, it is a useful tool for, you know, getting – you know, some people – opportunities or if you need people to um you know fill out a core they can't really complain because they are not technically exactly like we're all technically even and it it is um it gets like a little murky sometimes because you know new girls will come in and they're really young and like Mm. they're shiny and wonderful and so they get used a lot really quickly and then you know then they start to like just go back to the core and then they're like well what about like i was dancing all these principal parts and like so it does get confusing because there's no rankings right. really so right i can see that but you figure it out yeah and like at least you know my friends and i are sort of like you know we've paid our dues we were in your shoes too totally. <laughs> it takes a while to yeah. work your way up but i don't know it's nice like the older you get the more you sort of know what you're doing <laughs> totally yeah. so uh we, we've talked a lot on the program about um, struggling with different forms of disordered eating or body dysmorphia, and you've been open about your own experiences with things of that nature. Um, at what point did you start to feel like you had were having an unhealthy relationship with food and your own body image? Ooh, um, probably. Uh- Probably when I was 15, um, it goes, it goes, it goes far back. Um, I've always called myself like a normal sized human being. Um, so, um, which, you know, doesn't really equate in the ballet world. So like when I was 15, the director of the school at the time in Miami, um, and like the school psychiatrist brought me into the office and told me, and like by no stretch of anyone's imagination was I quote unquote fat at 15. Um, and they told me that I needed to go on the South beach diet, which is like hogwash now (laughs) with, um, and so I think just starting then and like my teacher would say things to me in class all the time. And then just like throughout the years in the school, people would, and like, I was very thin. Um, 
And then I went to college and like went a little crazy and um, like definitely put on some weight. And then they told, and then it was even worse when I came back to Miami. Um, so yeah, I definitely like yo-yoed for a while, which is not helpful. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, I guess, I mean, I don't know what dancer doesn't have body dysmorphia. It's really true. <laughs> I know. Like I, at this point, I don't think I know any who don't. Um, and like right. definitely probably disordered eating too. Um, but then I think it was like three, two and a half, three years ago. I don't really know how it started. Like I can't pinpoint the moment, but I um, started making myself throw up and it like just gradually spiraled. And then it was last year. It was the end of last season. Um, it had like gone pretty out of control and no one in my life knew about it. And it's like, and I'm a very open person. So it was very hard. It was like, this biggest secret I'd ever had and ever kept. And um, finally I came forward to my mom about it and just coming forward about it was like, it was huge because like the more I owned up to it, the more I was like, the more you're embarrassed by it. So you don't want to like, you don't want, cause then everyone's checking up on you. Like, are you like, what are you doing? Like, where are you right. going? Like, yeah. are you, are you still throwing up? Like blah, blah, blah. And like, you don't want to have to, lie again Mm -hmm. so I was like I guess I just sort of have to stop and I don't know if everyone I don't think everyone I mean I don't think you can ever say you're cured of an eating disorder because I think it's sort of you always have it but um definitely like I don't know I had a really easy time like stopping yeah sort of I guess I I don't know was there what was it that was the tipping point for you where, like, I just have to come clean? Like, I ha- was it, like, you were so sick of keeping the secret? Was it that you knew you had to change? I knew, yeah. Well, yeah, and, like, there had been times in the year during the season when, like, it's also cold where I live, but, like, my knuckles were raw from, like, you know. And, like, I was wanting, like, my parents would be like, do you want to go to the dentist while you're in town? And I was like, I don't want anyone to be looking at my mouth because, like, what if I'm running my enamel? Right. And, like, right. then I got injured, um... I was dancing, but the thing is that like usually goes in tandem with eating disorders in our line of work is like, I was dancing the best parts I've ever danced. So we were doing Lady of the Camellias and I was getting to be Marguerite and I was, um, and it was, and I worked so hard. Like I was having like Sunday rehearsals to come in and just cause like I don't mm-hmm. do classical solo part principal right. parts ever. So I was yeah. having a lot of coaching and um but like meanwhile like not giving my body the you know nutrients that it needed um Mm -hmm. and so then it was opening night and it was after dress rehearsal and they were like trying to fix this lift that I had and they kept like the choreographer my boss and my partner they all kept trying this lift with me and it was just like a carry around the side like they just picked me up around around your stomach around my ribs Yeah. yeah and um over and over again and then my partner he's really strong he picked me up and like crunched my rib at one point and um I danced opening night but like by the end of opening night I couldn't like I couldn't breathe I couldn't move my rib it was horrible and so then I only got to do one show of it and Mm -hmm. I was like I couldn't help and everyone's like how did this happen and I was like well it's probably because I've been polemic for Mm -hmm. you know this whole season and so it was just like things like that started happening and I don't know. You just get, I was in a boot, but then when you're injured, you're like, I can't, well now I'm not dancing. So then it's so not really like I to, stopped yeah. throwing up. So it, it's like a vicious cycle. Yeah. That I, what, what was the point for you where you decided that that felt like the right thing to do was to 
to try out throwing up, like moving one step beyond restricted eating into um, making yourself induce vomiting. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. Like I, a few, I think I did it a few times and it was, I was like, oh, that's actually like easier than I thought. And Mm -hmm. then it just sort of like picks up from there to like, you know, it used to be like once every three months and then it would be like once a month. And then it was Mm -hmm. like every two weeks. And then it was like three times a week, you know? So it just like snowballs. Yeah. And like I was in therapy for it. Um, and it's an addictive behavior because it's like instantly rewarding. So, um, Mm -hmm. there's like this, well, the one really good thing was that I went to therapy for it and I didn't go to therapy for enough time, but this was once you decided to stop. Right. Yes. Once I had come clean. Um, cause I was like, I know I need someone. I, I just told my parents, I was like, I need help. I can't do this by myself. Like, sure. I don't know. This is like, feels out of control. Yeah. And so, um, they, the therapist, the first thing I said when I walked in the room and she was like, first of all, like you didn't choose this, this happened to you. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, and like, that was really nice to hear because the whole time you're like, why do I keep doing this? Like half of the battle is like, you know, you shouldn't do it. You know, it's really bad mm-hmm. for you, but like you do it anyways. And so you're like, what? And like, yes, the physical part is really bad, but the mental aspect is like what just racks your brain over and over again. Right. And it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was really nice to hear. Yeah. And it, I think it's hard to like, it's hard for your family. Like it's hard when my parents found out cause they like, don't have the language on how to deal with it. And they're like, well, when you decided to start doing this, I'm like, well, it's not like a, you know, it's just, yeah, it's hard on everyone. So. Yeah. yeah. So there was also another thing that you told me about that the therapist had to do with your mirrors, which I found really interesting. Oh yes. One of the things they make you do or made me do at least was um, turn around. I got to keep one mirror facing me, but I had to turn around the mirrors in my apartment. So mm-hmm. I couldn't like go and stand in front of the mirror and like watch myself or like, you know, criticize every aspect of myself, which, you know, we do all day, every day anyways. So, mm-hmm. and like, I wasn't allowed to change my clothes very like, cause I would put on an outfit and I'd be like, oh my God, I look horrible. And so then I would change it and I'd be like, I look even worse. And then it would spiral. And so then she was like, you can change your clothes twice. And then you, that's it. Then you got to get out of the uh-huh. house. You have to stop looking in the mirror. She's like, look at yourself to make sure that, you know, like your bra's not on top of your shirt and get out, <laughs> get out of the house. And so I was like, so it was just things like that, which honestly were very helpful. And I really mm-hmm. think accountability was like the more people I told, like I live with my boyfriend and he, you know, we share a bathroom and like, he had no idea. And this is going on mm-hmm. for like two years. So mm-hmm. it was like, she was like, you have to talk to him. And then I told my friends and it was really nice. Cause once I told my friends, they all sort of came out with like issues that they have. So it actually created this whole conversation of like, that we've had going this whole year of like disordered eating and like these crazy thoughts and like, I'm feeling really crazy this week. Like maybe I'm just PMSing, but I just feel really fat every time I look in the mirror and like Mm -hmm. someone just like throw me a bone over here and tell me, tell me it's okay. Right. Support each other. Yeah. Which is really nice because there's not, I don't know, in our company, I think sometimes there's like, it's sort of rampant, but, um, there's, it's not talked about. So it like becomes this ugly shadow and demon that's like lurking in I would say 90% of our brains, but no one's talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I think just like, and my friends will say it too, like just the fact that we can talk about it this year, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're like 
fixing things, right. but it at least makes you feel a little more sane to know you're not the only one who feels insane. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, you say that in your company it seems to be rampant, but I bet it's more rampant in most companies than we know because it's true. Right. I mean, literally no one – like I feel like I've never had those sorts of conversations with dancers really, like yeah. about how they're actually feeling and what they're doing. Yeah. Right, Michael? I mean, it seems yeah. like it's a secret. It is. Well, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think about the people that succumbed to – you know, extreme disordered eating, you know, it was very much like they retreated and, um, you know, let that overtake them because it wasn't a part of a, you know, a normal conversation. Right. And um, it's like, yeah, and it's not something you're proud of. And it definitely, right. yeah. No, I don't know. All my friends were like, yeah, you were actually, you know, and then everyone, once you come out about it, everyone is like, yeah, you were really miserable last year. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and I didn't think so. Like, I thought I was, you know, playing it cool. But apparently, <laughs> <laughs> apparently people thought otherwise. But, you know, no one no one knows at the time, so they don't know to say anything. Not yeah. that I would have, like, not that I would have agreed with them. I would have lied anyways, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Do you think that there was a moment where something could have changed and this wouldn't have been the path that... Um, you know, you were taken down, like if someone had acted differently, if there was a different culture within the company, if there, what, what would have, what would it have taken to have prevented this for you? And how can the ballet world implement that in the future? Um, well, honestly, I don't know when it first, when I was like first going to therapy through it, I was really mad at all of my teachers along the way or who had like mm-hmm. told me things about my body. Cause like some of my teachers had young girls and I'm like, do you want, like, would you yeah. have wanted someone to speak to your daughter the way that you've spoken, you have right. spoken to me and like all the other countless girls you've probably said similar things to. Mm-hmm. And like, as adults, I feel like we're probably a little bit more, you know, it's up to us, you know, you're an adult, like mm-hmm. you need to figure yourself, your stuff out. But when these girls are 15, mm-hmm. 16 and like going through puberty and, your body's changing every day and you have no control over it. And then to have someone in the front of the room telling you that what your body is not up to snuff is like really hard and your brain is growing still. And I don't know. I just think in this school, like you guys, I think talk to someone, she's uh, like a nutritionist mm-hmm. and she works at Miami city in the yeah. school. Yeah. And that, I, I listened to that this summer, which is when I was going to therapy and I was yeah. like, Oh my God, hallelujah. This is what needs to be happening right. more because I don't think teachers understand like the gravity that their words have yeah. like, to them. It's like just this passing remark. But you know, like I was told that I, I was supposed to be cast as Russian girl my senior year in Miami city. But um, in order to do that, I needed to lose weight because the boys needed to be able to lift me. And, not, and I'm sure he didn't go to the boys and was like, boys, you should probably start doing some more push-ups today because, you know, there's some lifts coming up. And, like, you know, right. there's, there's <laughs> three lifts that Russian girl does. And, like... Yeah, Russian girl, it's not very... Yeah. I, I, I was going through it in my head. I was like, ooh, there's not a whole lot there. No, like, one of them... You, I lay on your back. The other one, I jump up into your arms. Like there's, yeah, there's not a lot. (laughs) So I think it's more like how the, how teachers are treating. And maybe, I mean, I haven't, I'm, I haven't been in a school situation in a long time. So maybe the culture is different and I would, I would hope, like, I hope that it is, but I don't think that 
it changes in the com- I don't know. But maybe even like ultimatums don't need to be made like that. Yeah. Like if you want to do this, then that has to happen because that's when it gets like desperate and right. it feels like things have to change. In this yeah, and I stopped eating my senior year of high school See? and yeah. like there's a lot of stairs at Beach High and I just wanted to die walking up the stairs to class every day. But you're a ballet dancer. You should have been able to do that. Yeah, and, you know? but then I was told I looked right. like an 80-year-old woman who smoked 40 packs a day when I was trying to do Russian Girl. And I was like, was, were those words actually said to you? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then also, um, I want to go. I want to. Uh, I want to go Rudolf Nureyev on you and throw this chair at you right now. But I can't oh, do that. Wow. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, okay, but I was That's really healthy. I was really proud of myself through that whole process because I never cried once in front of yeah. in, in, in the rehearsal <laughs> at home. Definitely, I remember the, the girl who was dancing Waltz Girl. She cried a lot, and she was like, "How are you not crying?" I was like, "I don't know. I'm just not doing it I here. Won't do it. <laughs> not today." No. <laughs> But see, that's the thing. And even just like when you said that something was suggested about like the South Beach diet, like that's not healthy. That's not offering you nutritional advice or health. No. You know, and there's so many resources now. And the South Beach diet, like, uh, trust me, I looked it up. Like the first (laughs) two weeks, you're not allowed to eat like sweet potatoes or carrots. And I was like, but they come from the earth. (laughs) (laughs) We're not talking about French fries here. I don't understand. That seems crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and there's, like, no, I mean, there's no science, like, the science has come out since then, and those diets are all, you know, horrible for you. Yeah. But. I mean, the uh, the diet I remember that was all the rage in probably 2005 was the blood type diet, or maybe it was a couple years after that. I remember talking about that, yeah. And it was, like, you go to a doctor, and they, you know, they come up with this diet, um based on allegedly based on your blood type and like what was right for you like you're based on your ancestry and stuff i mean that seems so insane and but but it was really just extremely restricted calories and like duh you're gonna lose weight but it would just be like this person can't eat any of this entire food group and this person can't eat this food group (laughs) yeah it's Um, crazy but it was like, I don't really think that's science. Well, and but the thing is, <laughs> yeah, like, healthy. that stuff is so, like, it's so common in just everyday society. Right. So it's, like, not mm-hmm. just are you getting it in the studio. It's you leave and, like, all of the, like, especially geared towards women, it's, like, lose weight, look good. Here's, like, what about your summer bod, you know? And it's, like, yeah. all over social media and it's so sometimes I'm like scrolling through Instagram and I'm like I gotta I gotta get off this yeah (laughs) this is not helping and that's a whole other element for kids now oh my gosh Mm -hmm. it's just crazy yeah and especially like oh my gosh and then I see all these young girls and like their Instagrams of just you know and leotards and posting and like poses Mm -hmm. everywhere yeah I'm just glad I didn't have Instagram when totally we sound so old right now we are really old (laughs) I, not to derail this conversation or make it about me, yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> Please, no. I just I don't know if I, I've ever. I mean, I've definitely told talked to this talk to you, Rebecca, about this. But I I have this weird thing where like body standards. It's interesting because you brought up how pervasive it is in everyday culture. Thank you, pervasive. But that's what I was looking for. The, like the two communities that I most um, you know immerse myself in, I guess ballet the ballet world and then the gay world it's have like polar opposite body demands so it's so bizarre someday to just be, be like what are the demands in, in the gay world i i should weigh i should have at least like a solid 25 more pounds of muscle on me so like i can go to ballet class and go like oh my god i look fat 
gross like you're not a dancer anymore why did you do that to yourself and then I can go to like meet my friends at a bar that night and be like you are the skinniest person here by like 30 pounds it's very confusing I'm like am I trying to lose 10 pounds or gain 40 (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's a lot Um, so I don't know but see it's true it's like even though you wouldn't necessarily in the ways that you think in your mind you wouldn't necessarily say that you have disordered eating but you still have this disordered thought process like you're saying we Mm -hmm. all think and it's just like a perfect proof of like how external factors affect your mindset that I can literally go from like go go 20 blocks down you know like take my classes steps on 75th and then go out in hell's kitchen and then have like totally opposing views of like what i'm supposed to look like and that's so true i mean that's like i'll hang out with just like my regular friends outside the studio and i'm like oh yeah and they're like wow you're so tiny and i'm like i'm sorry what did you say (laughs) but because like no one tells me that but um, back to what you were saying about um, when now that you go take class and you're like, why did I quit? Why did I do that to myself? And like, that's one of that's sort of what spurred me to tell my mom about it was, you know, we were it was the end of the season and we were driving home from somewhere. And um, I was complaining about like how miserable it is sometimes in my own mind. And she was like, well, you'll re- you'll retire and like that'll all just go away. Mm-mm. And I was like, I sort of think it's the opposite because once you stop dancing, like you don't look like a dancer or like you let want us, yourself. Let us tell you. Right, like you want to look like anymore. <laughs> and so I was like, does this just mean like I'm going to start throwing up even more when I quit? Like I, no. that, I just, this is never going to end for me. So that's why I was like, mom, this is harder than you think. In some weird ways, I almost feel like I'm more like disordered now. Absolutely. Because I'm, I'm I'm not burning enough calories and then I'm also just like I don't need to eat to fuel my body so let me just eat this like pizza and then feel disgusting tomorrow but like you still need to like eat nutrients to live right and yes. be like a healthy person and it's yes. confusing and it is confusing <laughs> but, and like yeah. it follows you I mean yeah. like you said is there a turning point like I would have to go back 10 years and like right. change I don't know I mean it's just been like been so normal for you for so long yeah, yeah that you don't just like it doesn't a switch just doesn't turn off mm-hmm yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, the people who are just like, but even the people who are naturally teeny like you, like it's still, it's pervasive. Like it just, Thank you, girl. Welcome. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Feeling fierce today, you guys. <laughs> um, let's, we want to talk about something happy too. Okay. <laughs> Not that this hasn't been happy, but I want to talk about some of your like career highlights so far at um festival so you've done ruby's tall girls you've done serenade russian girl yes those are fabulous um what are some uh, other career highlights big moments um let me think um well i did do um yuri anowski he's a used to be a principal at boston he's just like a choreographer now all over the place he um we did some piece by him called Reverso this year, and it was just – it was the beginning of the season. I was like, I don't know how to dance. Um, <laughs> and it was just very contemporary, and actually a lot of it was about um, – there was, like, these mirrors on stage with us, and it was about, like, the image in the mirror and how it's an illusion, and it was a little bit too poignant. Um, but it was – like, we just did it in our black box, and it was just a fun – it was, like, a really fun, high-energy contemporary part, like, the part that I danced. And um, mm-hmm. I got the – like the the review came out and it was the best review I've ever received and um it was like really surprising and um nice That's cool maybe yeah. post ballet you'll have like a cool modern career too afterwards. I mean I do love contemporary like most of the contemporary pieces I've ended up dancing are like I have the most fun doing yeah, yeah we did this really cool ballet called um the house of Bernardo Alba uh-huh. and um 
it's very dark. Um, and the like character that I played, it was like the youngest sister and she ends up killing herself, but it was this like really cool contemporary piece. And mm-hmm. I really like, really enjoyed doing that too. That's cool. mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's nice. At festival, we do like a whole range and yeah. Right. Yeah. Who, um, did you work with, um, on those balancing ballets on Serenade and Ruby's did, did you have someone or was come into stage or was it in-house? No, no. Yeah. We had someone, we had, um, Sandy come Sandra Jennings, Sandy Jennings. Um, she also Love did, Sandy. we did Allegro three years ago. Um, mm-hmm. and I was just one of the four girls in Allegro, which was also so, a career highlight. Yeah, totally. Um, one of the, the I, I think it's the that. hardest thing I've ever, I mean, chorus swans and the four little swans, like when you're dancing all four acts of Swan Lake is really yeah. horribly hard um <laughs> but it's it's kind of like i mean allegro is the sprint and swan lake would be the marathon so it's different yes absolutely tired, allegro right? like the like uh, actually elise Bourne came and said allegro with us and she always mm-hmm. like the first note she always has it like uh-oh and <laughs> like that is just the truest mm-hmm. but it's so good ah oh, i love allegro a great mm-hmm. but when you come back on stage That's and you're just standing there five. Uh, yeah i think so too but when like you had to run back on yeah. and stand there for their pot of dough, i was like squeezing the life oh, out of my yeah. partner's hand like i just like hand. when you know what what is that called when it's the uh, um like uh yeah you, yes when you run back on and you're you're waiting to start for the mad so the mad yeah the mad. Oh, yes. and then and then but also then it slows back down for bum 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 and you're doing all that porter rob but you're like dead and you know that you're you still have to do and then you have all round this crazy of... arabesques like yeah plea arabesques at the end and you're just mm-hmm. like i want to die right now it's so good the girls the girls the first girls dance oh i love it it's so the mad scene is the saute and like yeah. the lean out with the boys mm-hmm. right that section no like attitude oh, double pirouette attitude so good or passe passe i don't even remember you guys him, let's but... all go do allegro right oh. now <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good <laughs> i think you know if there could be adult ballet class there should be adult rep balancing yes. class <laughs> yes yes there like we should just go in you guys should do that, that. We should. You guys should do adult rep class. Oh my god! Should we pioneer that, Rebecca? Let's yes. pioneer and just Absolutely. do it like a random like. We'll just make it a master class. Yes, Michael. do it. Yes. We also did. <laughs> okay. Sandy came and did um, Agon with us too, which was like my I think my second oh, year in the company. Sorry. We did Agon, which was um, yeah. I think I came out on like seventeen was my count to yeah. enter. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Sandy definitely scares me. Um, <laughs> she did, yeah, I got to do Tall Girl, and she was like, you know, you have to dance so much bigger than you're dancing because you're not tall. And you is look, this Ruby's now? This is Ruby's, yeah. yep, sorry, jumping. Um, no, okay. And she was like, you just look like a core dancer because you're at the same height as everyone, so I need you to be bigger. And I was like, okay, I'll try. Okay. But isn't that cool, though? Because those are, I think when we were talking, you were mentioning that maybe those are parts you wouldn't have gotten to do in another Never. company, yeah, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Um, that was... Um, the, I love Ruby so much because it's not like super technical. Um, Mm -hmm. and like the only partnering you do, like one foot is firmly planted on the ground the whole time, which I really like. Um, (laughs) but it's really terrifying Mm -hmm. to dance like directly down at the audience. Like, especially our stage is a little shallow than one that we were doing Ruby's on. And I was like, I'm just going to go right. I'm going to go right over. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, but we also did Christopher Wheeldon's The American in that show. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the most beautiful pieces I've I've ever seen. It is like really, really beautiful. And Mm -hmm. that was that was a really good program was Ruby's in the American. So that was definitely a highlight. And I was Mm -hmm. 
like I look at pictures of it now and like I was so bone and I was like <laughs> I loved it at the time but now I think back and I was like oh it's such a dark time yeah um, but that's good that you can acknowledge like you'd rather yeah. look the way you know yeah. normal um but, but those Ruby's costumes are so cute. Oh, they're the best. <laughs> I love them. Um, I actually came out of my – this is funny. I came out of my dressing room right before, like, I think it was dress rehearsal of Ruby's. And Sandy looked at me and she's like, oh, well, you actually look pretty. I was like, <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> See, struggle with it your whole life, those sorts of comments. Um, and, yes, Russian Girl was a definite highlight. Tell us about Russian Girl and maybe what happened on stage during <sighs> Russian Girl's a journey because, like I said, my senior year of high school in Miami, it was, like, my last showcase, and I got to do Russian Girl, but I was, like, hungry and starving, and it was really hard to do because it is, like, it's breathy at times. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so then we, I found out we were doing Serenade this year, and I was like, oh, my God, like, it would be a dream to do Russian Girl again. Um, but, you know, I don't get my hooks up. Like, it's a professional company. Everyone's more capable than when I was, you know, 17. A student, sure. Yeah, but so then, like, the Russian Girl working cast came out, and my name was on it, and it was really exciting. So, and I think because when I did Russian Girl, like, in the school, you work on it for, like, five months, whereas in a company, you get three weeks. So, like, every step of Russian Girl is just, like, permanent, like, cemented in my body forever yeah. mm-hmm. so she started teaching we had deborah deborah weinger weingert she winger um, deborah yeah, winger she's amazing yeah she's great i loved her i love her dear and i still love her dearly um <laughs> she i think we were her first professional company that she st- like normally she stages for schools and um mm-hmm. so we were her first company so she was like felt very honored to be there and we obviously felt very honored to have her but um she and then, like, as time went by, it ended up that I was the only Russian girl cast, and there was two casts of everything, but I was just the only Russian girl. But then um, I was, like, nursing my foot through all of it and, like, had to take a week off, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to dance Russian girl if it kills me, and, like, if I don't make it to Swan Lake, whatever, um, but I'm going to I'm gonna do Russian girl. Mm-hmm. And so then opening night came, and it was beautiful, and wonderful and I feel like I danced really well and then Saturday night um, and I had a triple bill Friday night mm-hmm. um, and then Saturday I just had to do Serenade and I got to the end of my first like big variation and um, I ruptured my Achilles tendon oh! <laughs> what happened did you how did you manage to finish did you finish did you leave what happened I walked off um so it was like right after where she lies down on the ground and she stands mm-hmm. up and does the season season yeah. around in a circle first one went great um actually that whole night was like it, I was not I was like messing up all over the place but um <laughs> the arabesque right beforehand was really nice and um then I went to take off for the second season and it just I think it snapped on the way up because I landed and um mm-hmm. I thought that I had like fallen. I thought I broke the stage. And I was like, you know, I I can jump pretty high, but I'm not that heavy. Like how does how does one break a stage? Mm-hmm. And um and I cuz my foot felt like it was like sunken into the floor. So right. I looked down, like I stopped mid like dead in my tracks and I looked down and my foot was like firmly planted on the stage. And so I thought, okay, that's strange. Um so I think I went to try to move it and I and it did like I couldn't move. And I guess I looked right out at the audience, like, uh, what? what? Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I just saw, like, the right side. Of, I just saw stage right. And I just, you know, I'm supposed to end Went with the, it. like, saute and the jeté uh-huh. and the pas de crew jeté off. And I just saw the wing and I just walked off. So you, just, you walked off? Yeah, I didn't fall down. Um, some people 
And like my friend's um, sister was there, didn't even know, didn't even notice it. And like I was uh-huh. dead center. Right, right. Um, That's a moment for it, that girl. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't until. Um, I was like hobbling off, and she was like, "Well, that's a strange way to leave stage." Taken, taken would normally just walk off stage, but um, yeah, and then I got taken away in an ambulance, and it was very dramatic. But you know, you always think of—I don't know—I my worst fear, like I have a lot of stage fright, and my worst fear is always that um, I'm going to fall, mm-hmm. and like, how do you recover? How do you get back up? But you never think about like, what do you do if you have like a career-threatening injury while you're on stage, and you always, I guess, think that maybe you'll like cover for it and you won't let people mm-hmm. know what's happening. But with this, Not like, with Achilles tear. Yeah, yeah it didn't. Thing. You it exit. Didn't yeah. matter. Like, I didn't even care that I was just dead stopped on stage mm-hmm. in sixth position. Like, no. uh, yeah, because you just like, and your body goes into shock and there's so much, like, you have so much adrenaline from performing. So you don't really, mm-hmm. people are like, oh my God, that must be so painful. I'm like, honestly, I had. I had no pain. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's shocking. That's crazy. I feel like I've heard that from other people, though. That it's like, painful? That that it's not painful. That you just, like, Alex Wong. Yeah, it's not painful. Achilles. And I think it's just like, I don't know. You're just in shock. And you're just like, okay. <laughs> it's not, well, especially because I've since found out that, you know, there's not a lot of nerves in your Achilles down there and there's no blood there's very little blood flow to your achilles so if it if it snaps clean up like in half i guess um there's just no pain like the week the week before i had surgery i was in a little cast thing and i wasn't like living on advil or painkillers or anything because it just doesn't hurt so bizarre i know it's like the worst biggest injury i've ever had and no pain so, so how so then you had and I think what is it today is four weeks today uh, four weeks today from your since surgery, surgery. Yes. that's great so and you've made lots that's of progress great. already I've right? made so much progress I had my second PT appointment today and um they have me riding a stationary bike with my boot on and like wow I know I was laughing because I was sweating profusely Yay. riding the bike and the, my PT's just talking to me and he's like here have this towel because like, <laughs> I'm disgusting you probably felt so good I know I'm, and I'm like. 10 minutes in, I'm like huffing and puffing and I feel so sad and pathetic, but also it's very exciting. Um, And I'm doing all these like leg exercises, like with TheraBand resistant stuff. And it's really exciting. And he went to massage my calf and he's like, you don't have any knots in it. And I was like, well, I haven't, I haven't used it. it. (laughs) Yeah. So, but it's amazing. My left leg is like, I've always been fairly muscular, um, but my left leg is so small. It's like like a little baby. I know. And I'm like, how do I get my right one to look like that? (laughs) My right one's doing twice the work right now. So it's like compensation. Yeah. Yeah. Strong. It's real strong right now. We'll say in a flattering tone. (laughs) Well, we're wishing you all the best with your recovery. Thank you. You're going to get back on that stage. We know it. I hope so. Yes. I don't want my last memory to be like flipping off. No. I mean, I, I took a year and a half off and I'm coming back for no good reason other than I feel like it. So you have, you're, you're mid career. You got all the time. Oh, I so. hope so. I mean, the one good thing is I was mid season. So at least I was like in shape. It would have been hard mm-hmm. if it was like in the summer, I think, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think half the battle will be like, get, I mean, half the battle of being injured is coming back and trusting mm-hmm. yourself to be able to do it again. So yeah. Mm-hmm. we'll see but I think a lot of it too like we've talked about before is just keeping that healthy mindset like and just yes. being positive and like you were saying it just helped you to come be in Florida with your family as opposed yeah. to just like waiting around while everyone's dancing yeah start absolutely. your rehab here 
be yeah, and like kind of remove yourself you. from totally. it because yeah, it's like yeah. you definitely feel I know experience FOMO because everyone's like. Although I thought I was going to be really sad watching Miami City this weekend, and I was instead just like, oh man, you guys are killing it. Yeah, great. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it always kind of you surprise yourself. Yeah. In your journey of yes, yeah, so you have to you have to like work. You have to make sure to be positive because, like, otherwise, you I could wake up every morning and be like, I hate this, I'm going back to bed, but that just doesn't get you anywhere. So, there's no, I don't know, there's no stock in that. I have no words today. Sorry, guys. No, you have plenty of words. It was really great. Thank you for talking with us and being open about everything. It's nice to finally meet you, Michael. I've like, (laughs) I know, (laughs) I guess, yeah, I like quasi meet you, but I've like stalked all of you from afar on social media for so long. Here oh. he is, not to be creepy. <laughs> no, but I, re- I mean, I remember you from the school, and um, I'm dancing with one of your schoolmates. I know, presently. yeah, you are. You are dancing with her. Such a small world. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, we'll talk soon. Okay. Nice meeting you, Tegan. Thank you for tuning in this week. If you are new to the podcast, we invite you to click available episodes in your favorite podcast app to explore our catalog of over 140 episodes with some of the most influential people in the ballet and dance world. If you like what you heard today, please click subscribe, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. New episodes of Conversations on Dance go live every Monday. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. 